This is Coffee at KYUK, conversation between friends and neighbors. Come in and have a cup. Joining us for coffee to talk about their approaches to the Iditarod are two Yukon Kuskokwim Delta mushers, Pete Kaiser and Richie Deal. Neither are strangers to the finish line in Nome. KYUK's Francisco Martinez Cuello and Sonny Bean spoke with them before the race began. Uh, it's always kind of tough these last few weeks um, of prep for Iditarod. There's all the drop bag stuff, 1,500 pounds of stuff that gets cut up and organized and planned accordingly and bagged. And kind of always feels like getting to the start line is the biggest hurdle. I, I can't imagine. That that was an impressive number. So if you had 1,500 pounds, is it is it a food or is it just all these different items and gear? Yeah, it's mostly dog food and dog gear and then some you know, some food for myself. Most of it won't get used, but you kind of got to prepare in case of, you know, weather, storm, getting stuck somewhere. So you kind of send extra to every checkpoint just to be prepared. What is the preparation like for, um, you know, getting up to this point as far as like the the dogs? As far as strategy goes, I kind of have a plan usually for the first two or 300 miles of the race. And then after that, I have an idea of what I want to do, but, um, you know, there's lots of variables and weather and condition of the dogs and different things like that that I take into account and kind of just, you know, tweak my plan from there. How, how's the family doing and, and the support structure? Uh, everybody's good. It's our 14th Iditarod, so all my immediate family has been through the program, the different stresses and excitements and everything that goes along with it. So fairly routine. And, and so how, how many dogs are you bringing out there? I will bring in 15 or 16. The limit is 14, but the dogs go through a pretty strenuous bunch of tests before the race. So they get electrocardiograms done on their hearts. They're all checked for good, strong functioning hearts. And then they get a full set of blood work done along with a physical examination. Very rare that any dog doesn't pass the test, but that's why we bring a few extras in just in case they find something that we didn't know about. Are all the dogs flying out there all at once or how, how does that work? Yeah, they all fly at once on um, Northern Air Cargo, and we have dog boxes built and designed for flying on the airline. They all have their each separate compartment and travel in at once. What are your thoughts regarding who's going to be the, the lead dog? The best 10 or 12 are pretty certain of, and then there's six dogs kind of vying for those last two spots, and just kind of up to me to make up my mind on what last two dogs would be the most beneficial to be in that team. And any reports that you're receiving um, specifically on the on the trail not really. I don't look a whole lot into wet trail reports, especially this far in advance, just because they seem to always change or there's always rumors of how terrible it's going to be and that it ends up not being that good. Or the rumors are that it's great and that it ends up being terrible. So try not to think of it. Have you been able to, to get um, some good rest in? Or? Sometimes the first two or three days of the race can really feel like an actual break from everything, honestly. You're not really far enough into the race where the sleep deprivations killing you yet and it's kind of enjoyable to just be out there and, and you're kind of just focused on what's in front of you at that point the last few days of the race can get kind of tough with the sleep deprivation but um that's what we signed up for i guess what keeps you coming back i mean 14 times geez it's the competition and every year hoping that you, you can try to do a little better the next year obviously I w- i'd like to win it again that's the biggest thing that keeps me coming back always hunting for that perfect run perfect race there's probably no such thing as a perfect race you know lots of other things that go along with the race all the sites and cool people you meet along the way and kind of you know make friendships with over the years and so it's fun to see those 
some of those people again in, in the villages that you only get to see once a year. At some point, the race gets kind of down down to the nitty gritty, and it, it doesn't. It's not a whole lot of fun at some point. So, but <laughs> that's that's the Iditarod. The mushing community is not very big. It gives you an opportunity to really get to know people pretty well. We kind of all have the same interests. We're all you know outdoorsy and love dogs and love to compete and. You have a lot of stuff in common with your fellow competitors, and there's friendships that come from that. There's a lot of cutthroat competitors, but when it comes down to it, I'd like to think we're all there to help each other in a bum scenario because there's a lot of dangerous situations you can get into out there, and um, I think you know we kind of all got to look out for one another to some extent. I appreciate the continued support from the community and villages up and down the river and the whole region to add to my motivation. They've always said that's been a huge part of my motivation is, you know, people being supportive of me and even just seeing somebody in the store that congratulates you or wishes you good luck uh, means a lot to me. So That was Pete Kaiser. We spoke before he headed out on the Iditarod Trail. Up next is a discussion I and KYUK's new reporter, Sonny Bean, had with Richie Deal. So, Richie, so, like, how you been? I've been doing really well, and we've, yeah, we've been out doing it, so. How how are the trails? The trails around here are pretty nice, and there's a lot of, a lot more snow than what we have in uh, southwest Alaska, and, and the temperatures have been nice and cool up until today, and um, it's still kind of cold right now, but and the trails are nice, so that's good. Around Antioch, we're mainly training on a lot of open country, kind of similar to Bethel, um, a lot of tundra. Around here, lots of trees and windy trails, lots of snow, but they take really good care of their trails around here, and so it's not like you're out there breaking trail or anything, so I don't How many folks do you have supporting you? I've got a, a whole crew of people. There's so many people. I... I would hate to start naming them off right now and then miss a couple of them. It's endless. There's so many people that help in so many little ways, and that's the only way you can do this is with that support. So so what got you into mushing? My dad had a dog team as I was a little kid. And I was into it. I wasn't, like, full-on into it or anything. We didn't have many dog races. We'd do, like, kids races around Antioch, but we didn't have any, like, big races in the town of Antioch, only like 150-mile races that happened every now and again. You know, my dad always brought me to watch the Cusco come through Antioch. We'd snow machine to Kelskag and just watching stuff like that and seeing him running dogs, that really sparked interest. Yeah, and when did you take part in your own racing, like competing or just joining your dad? After I got out of college, I that's what I wanted to do. I yeah, I don't know. It was kind of weird because I hear I had a college degree, and I wanted to go run dogs. I wanted to be outside. It's something I always wanted to do, and I thought it'd just be a couple-year thing, and here I am 15 years later. So, I mean, it's not weird to me. I think it's pretty cool. Um. Well, no, it, no, it's definitely it's, it's cool, but, I mean, invested a lot of time and money and energy for four and a half, five years of college and <laughs> got a degree. And to me, it was I didn't want an office job. Uh, I just... I sat in my classes in college. I remember thinking, I just want to be outside with dogs. <laughs> so let, let's talk about your dogs. Like, are there any kind of standouts? Like, who's the lead dog, and or is there any kind of special dogs or in their names? They're definitely all special to me. And but I mean, yeah, you have some of your leaders. They will go to the end of the earth for you. They'll, you know, they really respect you. And 
they've got different personalities and they'll do things differently for you. I mean, I have like one of them who he likes my attention and he'll do a lot for me. And then I have another one that he doesn't ask for a lot of attention. Still, we, we have that bond where he'll do, you know, a lot for me. And so it's, I mean, it all depends on the dog. They're just like humans. They've got personalities and you, you work around their personalities. You work around their traits to get the best out of them. What are some interesting names of, of your dogs? Some notable ones, I guess, would be Meyer, Bruiser, Demi, and uh, Monroe. Any reasoning behind the names? or? Uh, not really. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's there's some brothers in there that are Saban, Meyer, Dabo, and Jimbo, and they're all, I named all those ones after college football coaches. But that's about the only reasoning there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's great. So are there any, like, specific challenges you're, like, you're expecting at this race? I don't think challenges are expected because, <laughs> I mean, you don't, you don't, you don't know what's going to be thrown at you. So I, what's the saying go? You plan for the worst and hope for the best. And I mean, that's what we do. And just be prepared for anything. If you have to work on your sled, if something breaks, I mean, I like to build my own sled. So I know the two sizes of bolts that are on the sled. And so I pack those bolts. Or if you have a dog that has like a sore wrist or something, you, you have your ointments and you have your wrist wraps and things like that you try to prepare for, but there's always something that comes up that you can't plan for, and you just have to adjust adjust and move on with it. What are your goals or expectations for this race? I have a really good dog team. I know that. There's so many variables that go into Iditarod. Who knows how it all plays out in the end. I mean, we'll see. And how many Iditarods have you done? I think this is my 11th. That's it, just eleven. <laughs> and what what brings you coming? What what makes you come back? I guess to me, there's no greater challenge, or you know, to test test your breed of dog, and yeah. And what's your favorite part in the whole experience? I like going through the last range. It's always a fun part to me. If the Yukon's like a good trail, which a lot of times it isn't, it's always fun to just sit on your cooler and watch the dogs move effortlessly down the river or up the river in this case and then you go into a lot of these villages too like there's lots of people we know along the villages and they're excited to see you and it's good it's fun to see them too well we really do appreciate your time and um we want to wish you luck well thank you yeah best of luck thanks thanks take care bye that's kyuk's francisco martinez cuello and sunny bean speaking with pete kaiser and richie deal as they head off on the iditarod trail sled dog race Join us tomorrow for Coffee Brewed in Yuktoon. This is Coffee at KYUK. That's Coffee weekday mornings at 8.40. Catch up on old episodes by visiting KYUK.org or find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your favorite podcast.